Hey, all you nostalgic mascots. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all, baby. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, radiomeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're discussing Season 5, Episode 6, Homecoming. Kendra, were you ever a part of any homecoming pranks, either in high school or college? Pranks? Yeah. Shenanigans? No. I was, I'm a rule follower. Oh, I'm that I'm that Enneagram six, so yeah. I'm not a not a risk taker. I'm a rule follower. <laughs> okay, I don't think I was either. I don't. I try to remember if I've ever. I don't. No, I don't think so. We're so square. Well, we're gonna get into some pranks today. Okay. So. All right. <laughs> if any listeners have uh, pulled any awesome pranks, yeah. we would love to hear about it. Hit us up. Since, since we are bad. Twitter or Facebook. All right, Spider-Man Homecoming. Here we go. No, 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 Kendra. <laughs> we talked about this last time. I watched Spider-Man Homecoming in preparation. Did you for really? This. Hey, look. No. <laughs> I would do it. I mean, it's high school related. We could tie it in somehow. I feel like I just watched it. I think I did just watch it because we recently did a Marvel rewatch. Okay. So I think I just watched it recently. I still have only seen, this is so irrelevant, but I've still only seen Far From Home that one time on the 4th of July where I only heard half the dialogue. So I need, yeah, to, I need to remember I've, that. I've only seen it the once, yeah. too. All right, well, let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards, professional ethics. The weak need not apply. This episode originally aired on October 12th, 1994 couple of birthdays to mention october 11th teddy montgomery from the cw years and of course the uss christmas all aboard lieutenant grinch <laughs> uh turned uh 14 what a terrible movie that was <laughs> yeah i was just thinking about it the other day <laughs> you know i i always think of it not fondly but <laughs> and on october 15th vanessa marcel gina in the later years turned 26 okay Movie-wise, a couple of movies to mention on October 14th, Little Giants, starring Rick Moranis and Ed O'Neill. Mm. I don't know if I've ever actually seen this movie. You know, I don't think I have. I love Rick Moranis. I of course. Know, but I don't think I've seen it. Is there a hot helicopter going by your <laughs> no, house? No, that was like a fleet of motorcycles. You know, two nights ago, we got home from the movies and we looked up and there was, not right above us, but like... Not far from us was oh. a helicopter with a searchlight just oh, going geez. in a circle. Wow. And we were like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, we never found out. Mm. So, uh, Also October 14th, Pulp Fiction, directed by Quentin Tarantino, starring, of course, John Travolta, Samuel L. Jackson, Uma Thurman, mm -hmm. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is in that? Oh, maybe not. Yes, he is. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've never seen it. I don't know. Hold on. Okay. Hold the phone. Yes, Bruce Willis. Oh, okay. You had me second guessing. I was no, like, I'm just... sure he's like a main character. Really? Huh. <laughs> I've only seen it the one time mm. because of that one scene. If you have seen Pulp Fiction, I, you know what one scene I'm talking about. And I, don't but I think I'm just going to rewatch it and skip that scene. Okay. So, because I really love Quentin Tarantino. All right. 
you are not a fan because you don't like blood or violence. Well, I've, or... Yeah, I've just never seen a Tarantino movie for those reasons. So. Never, no Tarantino movies. We've done this on this <laughs> podcast, but yes, You didn't that's see true. The Hateful Eight? No, I didn't see The Hateful Eight. I saw The Ridiculous Six with Adam no. Sandler. No, and that not was the, the same. worst. Okay. <laughs> not the same. TV wise, there's only one TV show I found, and I'm mentioning it because it's called my brother and me it was mm. a nickelodeon show okay and i mentioned it because it's about the parker family who live in the west side of charlotte which is That's... where i live and you have a brother what? and i have a brother what are the odds? he doesn't live with me in the west side of charlotte oh. but does it say anything um, about them having matching clock tattoos or is that not part no. of it? no nope okay. that's that's not part of it I don't okay think. They're, they're children oh so. yeah that'd be weird yeah <laughs> Uh, also, on in October 1994, the Marvel Comics issue, What If Rogue Possessed the Power of Thor, hit comic book spinner racks. Ooh. This issue was featured in the most recent episode of Previously on X-Men. Synergy. That's right. You can pop over to Previously on X-Men right here on the Radio Meanwhile Network. Kendra, speaking of What If, did you watch the first uh, episode of What If? Oh, is it out? It's out, baby. I did yeah. not. Okay. Eric is skeptical. He doesn't know if yeah. it's going to be good, but I, I think it's going to be fun. So yeah, it's the first one. Uh, Captain Captain Carter. Yeah, cool. it was decent, yeah. but it was sort of like, yeah, that's probably what would have happened. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't give you a lot of I don't know. But I mean, I enjoyed <laughs> it. I enjoyed it. You know, half hour show. The animation was cool. Had some cool moments. Cool. Yeah, we're, we're definitely going to watch it. One more thing to mention. October 14th, John F. Nash, who was the subject of the movie A Beautiful Mind. Mm played by Russell Crowe, won the Nobel Memorial Prize in Economic Sciences. Okay. So, good for him. Mm -hmm. He tragically died in a car crash, I learned. Oh, okay. I thought maybe it was just a fact you knew, but okay, you learned. No, I learned through through looking at this, which is so sad that, like, he's this, like, scientist. He's got this movie about him that everyone loves. Right dies in a car crash it's yeah so sad huh. speaking of sad let me just plug right now maybe one of my favorite movies of the year we saw nine days okay. last night you're it was so, so good so hip now with your amc stubs club just at the amc stubs the i'm seeing all the movies oh my gosh until the delta variant tells me i can't anymore yeah, yeah. but anyway i cried so much but it was it was so so good mm. So y'all, y'all, everyone, y'all hey, as in everyone listening. You're, should you're not see the it. only one who saw a movie yesterday, Kendra. <gasps> what did you see? My son and I went to see Jungle Cruise starring. Oh, we haven't the seen Rock that yet. And Emily Blunt. <laughs> it was, it was pretty good. He had to shield his eyes uh, here and there. I don't know why the movie's not PG. I mean, it really plays mm. like a family movie, but it's PG 13 just for a couple of scenes that are like, okay, that's spooky, you know, but I feel like mm. minor tweaks could have made it PG and I feel like it would have made a lot more money but what do i know you know yeah what do you know what do yeah I we know? haven't seen that yet we this week we saw Stillwater and nine days so we were getting the more dramatic ah uh, yes movies I out mean, of the way jungle cruise was definitely longer than i wanted it to be but we had a good time i wasn't i wasn't bored you know like i, I was pretty in it and it yeah I, I think it's a good time still still water was also too long but okay. it was good that's all so. the rage these days yeah 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 just make it not so long, mm-hmm. everybody. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Speaking of something that was not so long, did you ever watch the show The Winner starring Rob Corddry? It was a Fox show, a Seth MacFarlane thing. It was live action. I want to say mm-hmm. it was like six episodes. 
And it was just really funny. It was about this guy who like becomes good friends with his like a little kid who's his next door neighbor. And I don't know. It lasted for like six episodes, and like I had taped it. This was this is how old the show was, because we were like out of town or something. And so then we had those episodes on tape, and so I've seen it a bunch of times. Anyway, prior to his work as an Avid in the CW years, Michael Steger was on that show. He played Miguel on The Winner with Rob Corddry and Keir Gilchrist. I didn't know that that was that guy's name. I'm looking at his picture now, and I'm like, oh, oh that no, guy. You know but I didn't. Is. I didn't okay. know his name was Rob Cordry. Yes, so. that's it. That's it. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get into the episode. Well, first, let's look at the synopsis for Homecoming. Steve, Kelly, Donna, and Griffin plan to steal the rival team's mascot prior to the big Homecoming game. But when Donna is a no-show for the big heist, Valerie takes her place, which leads to some Kelly-Valerie bonding. And where was Donna? She was on an all-day work slash date with Ray Pruitt at his family's pumpkin patch. So romantic. <laughs> Meanwhile, Brandon's tenuous presidency is tested when Chancellor Arnold hosts a dignitary from Selenesia who has a shoddy human rights record. Finally, Andrea makes a new friend at the laundromat. I feel like hey, is yeah. Selenesia a real country? Oh. What a good question. I, would I meant assume, to look it up. I would assume that it's not because they're it, saying like it's. I skating. have never heard of it. Yeah. That's no, why I. Uh... No, it's uh, it is, it is in okay. fact fake. Okay, cool. All right, Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills? Today's episode was written by Meredith Stein and directed by Gilbert Shilton. We have some recurring players this week, including Casper Van Dien as Griffin Stone, Ryan Brown as Morton Muntz, Jamie Walters as Ray Pruitt, and Nicholas Pryor as Chancellor Arnold. We have a new recurring player, and that is James C. Victor, who plays Peter. He's best known for roles on 24, Cheers, Quantum Leap, ER, and The Mentalist. Several one-off guests today. We have Aki Elong as President Ferdinand Quintero. Recurring roles on Babylon 5, the original V series, plus Jag. Uh, He did a lot of daytime work, including shows as The World Turns and General Hospital, which Vanessa Marcel, also in General Hospital, so there's a connection for you. James Culvert was here as Ben Lerner, and this was fun, because I've seen this episode, this is probably the second or third time I've seen this episode like in my life and I've never recognized this guy before uh, Ben Lerner was one of the people who was coming to Brandon and being like you gotta check this guy out right, he yeah. played TJ White on the live action Superboy series when, ah. from like my childhood where Superboy <laughs> Superboy's like roommate is TJ White who's like I want to say the nephew of Perry White and is basically like the Jimmy Olsen of that series and as I was watching this I was like is that the guy from Superboy and it definitely was Yay! So, Connection. And, and, Kendra, he also voices the character of Michael Jaworski in Star Trek Voyager Elite Force, which was oh. the video game of my college floor, uh, the whole dorm <laughs> of course it was. video game. So. Of course it was. Anyway, Remy Hall is Kay Whitney, best known for her role of Annie in the series Vampire Mob. Both these characters, Ben and Annie, I was like, I think we've seen them before. No. And do they ever come back? No. So I don't know why they'd be like, these two people are Brandon's point of contact and, the contact, and then we never see them again. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. We have X Stone as Mon Yoto. He was in the movie Corky Romano, which I bring up because my wife loves that movie and quotes it all the time. 
he was also in Psych and voiced the character of Than Wang in the Siphon Filter video game series. Finally, we have Alice Kushida as Professor Lin Sihoto, who appeared in films like Contact and The American President, which is one of my favorite movies. Hmm. Is it Michael Keaton? It's Michael Douglas. Oh, Close. other Michael. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about watching all of Psych because it's a show I really mm-hmm. like, but I have only seen like on TV. Specifically. Yeah. So, but I... right now I am deep into Criminal Minds. So. Criminal Minds. Okay. Yeah. All right. I am. I am all murder all wow. all day. Okay. Yeah. Psych is one of those shows like Burn Notice that I watched regularly until one day we just sort of didn't anymore. <laughs> you know, it was never like we're not going to watch. I think there's shows another anymore. movie coming out. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. We had so. the full Peacock, you know, like we had Peacock Plus or Premium or whatever for a while, just long enough to watch Saved by the Bell. And so I was like, oh, we should catch up on Psych. And we watched one episode, and I was just kind of like, I think I'm good. I get, it. I get it. Uh your your dorm was Roth, wasn't it? It sure was. Yeah, that's that explains the uh the Star Trek. It, it explains it to you and me. The college that Kendra <laughs> and I went to, one dorm was like the nerdy video game dorm of guys who wanted to be inside. And the other dorm was just like testosterone and sweat. And that was mm-hmm. it. That was a whole yeah. dorm. Like you you had to be shirtless if you were in that dorm. Showers <laughs> were weekly at best. You had to play all sports, you know. Which is funny, though, because my husband, Eric, yeah. lived in Shen. He did. And Which he's, is the sweat dorm. Yeah. <laughs> and he's definitely more of the Not video game geeky kind of guy. Not his So jam. it always made me laugh that he lived in Shen. That is but funny. Anyway. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into the episode. I stop we... talking about our small <laughs> liberal arts college that no one will know what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, I think we did a good job explaining it. And yeah, I on, think the, so. on the topic of explaining things, I think there's a few things that we have to remember for this episode. Number one, Brandon is apparently just president now. Yeah. Uh, Brandon and Claire, good friends for the purpose of this episode. (laughs) Uh, Valerie and Kelly, on good terms. So that's what you need to know. (laughs) Nothing wrong between them. That's what you need to know for today's episode. Water under the bridge. None of these things were established in previous episodes, but... Nick, I'm remembering just now that we said we were going to talk about the earthquake. Darn it, Kendra. (laughs) Why don't you... uh, Why don't you... uh, uh, tickled the keyboard there and uh, look that, <laughs> look that up while I talk about the the cold open here. Okay. So the cold open is at Southern California University, which is apparently CU's rival. We learn. Yeah. Donna and Kelly just went and bought some Southern uh, SoCal University shirts because we learn that they are planning on stealing the mascot. So it's Donna, Kelly, Griffin, and Steve, Mm -hmm. and they go to look at the mascot, and it is a giant stuffed grizzly bear. humongous bear. It is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) It's very big, very, yeah, very big, very heavy, and there's two people guarding it because the homecoming game is coming. They don't want anyone to steal it. Yeah. So Kelly is like, well, what now, Mr. Bond to Steve? Mm-hmm. Because how are they going to steal this bear? Absolutely. Should I interrupt this for a little earthquake fact for you? Yes, please. 
The Northridge earthquake. On January 17, 1994, at 4.31 a.m., a magnitude 6.7 earthquake struck the San Fernando Valley region of Los Angeles, killing more than 60, injuring more than 9,000, and causing widespread damage. Freeways crumbled, gas mains burst and caught fire, apartment complexes collapsed, and power was lost to vast sections of the city. Thousands of buildings were either destroyed outright or declared unsafe to enter and later demolished. So that's... Wow. Uh, that's what dr- day did you say? January 17th, 1994. Okay, so this year. And this is, yeah, yeah, earlier earlier in the year as the episodes are coming out. So that's that's taken from an article from The Atlantic by Alan Taylor. So that's it in a nutshell. Pretty intense. Yeah, that's very intense. Nick, do you, is your window open? It is. I just can hear the, I can hear the cars a lot. I don't know if. Then allow me to close it. <laughs> Will that put you in a sweat box? No, why should my comfort be of any concern to you, Kendra? <laughs> Just thinking of the listeners. Thank you. Um, okay. After the intro, we get, uh, we're seeing a police escort of a car, like, winding through this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's just the campus winding through campus. I don't know. Um, and, and this is the longest scene you'll ever see on any series. It, didn't it feel <laughs> like it was long. just forever? Yeah. And we see a guy like watching from the bushes who we, we learn later who that is. Mm-hmm. And we see Brandon like getting searched before he enters this right. house. Anyway, it all ends up at the chancellor's house. And we see that it is President Ferdinand Quintero. Yes. The president of Selenesia. And he is very, very good friends with the chancellor and with Claire. So he's met with hugs. Um, there's some professors there from the college who are there to meet him as well. Um, he's very happy to see Claire. Mm-hmm. Loves Claire, mm-hmm. apparently. Claire introduces him to Brandon. And the chance the, the chancellor introduces Brandon as Claire's boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, not only is he Claire's boyfriend, and it's like, what? So I, I guess... for a minute was like, did I start watching the wrong oh, I know. episode? Yeah. I had to check yeah. because I was very confused. Yeah. But after they walk away, Brandon's like, did he just introduce me as your boyfriend? And Claire's like, well, I can't help if he lives in a fantasy world. Right. Very cool about it. I would I would probably be setting that record straight. Yeah. But yeah. That's just me. Claire confides in Brandon that the president is there because he has liver cancer. So he is there to get treatment. And that is never a plot point. I just want to point that out right now. That's Not never, really. never relevant to the story, but that's a thing that happened. And we never see yeah. this character again, so it's not like it's coming back. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be a reception for him that night, and Claire tells Brandon that he better be there. Because mm-hmm. they're friends. The, they have a relationship. Yeah. They're, they're close. At the Peach Pit, Donna, Griffin, Kelly, and Steve are discussing how on earth they are going to steal mm-hmm. this bear. And they, they don't know. They don't know what to do. But in walks Valerie, who has experience she with um, all sorts of shady things. Yeah. And turns out that she knew some girls at SUNY Buffalo UB. who pulled I've, off a similar heist. I've seen so many concerts and things there. I saw Seth Meyers there. It's hilarious. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. She warns them, though, that it, it's a little cruel it's, it's what mean. they have to it's do. Mean. Yep. But Steve, Steve's all in. Mm-hmm. He's like, we, we got to do this. 
Yeah, and Kelly invites her to sit down as if they didn't just have an awkward thing where she caught Valerie in a lie and then Valerie lied to her face and made her friends think that Kelly was lying. Their fight was way too big it was. for them to gloss over in it In the like very this. next episode to just be like, oh, sit down, you lying tramp. I love you. <laughs> okay. At Andrea's, Hannah is down for a nap and Andrea wants uh, Jesse to hang out with her, take a cat nap, spend some time together. But he is studying. Mm-hmm. He's happy that Hannah's asleep so that he has some quiet so he can study. Which Andrea then says... Uh, oh, well, you can turn on for the women at work, but not while you're at home. Yeah. And was, so was, apparently they have they have thought about this yes. and off I have, screen. I have not been on Team Jesse, but this little development, I'm kind of on Team Jesse here. Really? A little bit. Yeah. I mean, of course he has to study, you know, and like, I, I don't know. But are, Okay, hold on. You're on his team about the studying, not the flirting with women at work. Well, I mean, what he was doing, I just... I don't know. He was he was being like schmoozy and charming. I didn't really yeah. think that he was. He wasn't kissing anybody. Right. Yeah. I mean, he just was like at the bar being like, and how are you tonight? What are you ladies doing? Are we celebrating? You know, I don't know. <laughs> just, to me, it's just like part of the job, you know? Yeah. Well, Andrea, her main complaint is that they hardly have any time together. When he's home, he's studying. And when he's at work, he's flirting with other women. Mm-hmm. So she's very worried about them. But Jesse's like, we're okay. We're fine. Don't worry about it. No problems. I wrote for this next scene, Brandon's office question mark. I think it is his office. It is his office. It is his office. But like we set up this whole thing. Like, why did you even bother saying people were going to like challenge him and say he was not the president? Do you think they're done with that? It sure seems like it. I hope we get some other resolution on I that mean, but yeah he has an office which is basically a closet the, the but like official synopsis is say synopses what do you say where's my wife when i need her synopsis those say since brandon is the student body president now and it's just like oh so maybe it'll <laughs> maybe it'll come back but it sure seems like it's just a done deal all right whatever uh, yeah well enter k whitney and ben lerner from they superboy are- Yes. He's playing the same character. Weird. No. (laughs) They are on the board for Human Rights International. They're like the heads of this Human Rights International college group. Yeah, it's a college group. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. College chapter of this group. And basically, they are very upset that President Quintero is on campus Mm -hmm. Because there have been many instances of torture yeah. and beating and right. terrible stuff in his country. My, I mean, maybe, maybe it's just Brand- my, maybe it's just my library background here. But for ninety percent of this episode, I'm just like Brandon, do some research. Like he never yeah. really does any research. He never really does. Like this turn on a computer, and then like they talk to him again about it later, and he's like, "Well, I need to see some proof," and it's like, "Yeah, chief." Go get some. Like, what are you doing? I don't. I just don't understand Brandon in this. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Like, human a human rights thing is something that he would so quickly jump on. Yes. In any episode. So. And I mean, he spent the first three seasons being an investigative reporter for the West Beverly newspaper. It just seems like, <laughs> you know, he would know yeah. how to look this kind of thing up. Well, he, you know, they they give him all this, you know not proof, but these stats that they have. Mm -hmm. And he 
just doesn't really he's like i think maybe you're not right about this Mm -hmm. because the chancellor you know wouldn't be friends with this guy and i met him and he seems fine yeah ben is very upset calls him the chancellor's lackey he's (laughs) he mentions alex he He says alex was right yeah you are the chancellor's lackey and he leaves in the tv studio ray comes to see donna they're uh they're getting a little cozy yeah he's like guess who it's me ray and she she's editing something about the prettiest places on campus footage of the prettiest places and he's like well why don't you just put a shot of yourself explaining something because you're the prettiest thing on campus great and she's like you're smooth aren't you and i was like really because that was like the longest clunkiest line i've ever heard he is coming to say goodbye because they finished their construction job he said all you know and next earthquake you should be good to go yeah. and then he like shakes the shakes yeah, he the like reaches shelf over her and is like here it comes oh he's like, okay <laughs> that's the end of my okay bye stylings <laughs> ask for her number but she backs off a little she's like well i already have a boyfriend but when asked how serious it is she's like well not that i don't know she's she's like i haven't figured it out yet and he's like well if you haven't figured it out yet he's not that far ahead of me so you know give me a shot (laughs) number please i thought that (laughs) i thought that was kind of a smooth line but the long well if you're taking videos of pretty things and maybe a pretty (laughs) thing like yourself should be in that pretty thing video That, you're pretty that not so much <laughs> i'm just referring to your physical beauty and in, in, inner beauty okay bye <laughs> guitar uh next scene brandon and claire are driving in a car where are they going who knows they're friends why are they're they together <laughs> why are they together <laughs> why are they driving in a car i don't know he asks Claire if she knows anything about torture in Selenesia and yeah. brings up what th- these people are saying. And Claire thinks it's absolutely untrue. She says she's been there. She watched her dad bring around like democracy in the country and yeah. set things right. right. So she says, do you honestly think my father would be friends with him if all that was going on? Mm-hmm. If, and if I, needed, know. if I needed to weigh the validity of human rights problematic uh, behavior, I think the person I would go to would be a teenage girl with a personal probably. connection to the leader involved. It's probably yeah. what I, I wouldn't look at a newspaper. I would be like, hey, <laughs> what do you think? She's unbiased. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and would know. Dylan's. Valerie and Dylan are post-shower and you know just being all sexy post shower mm-hmm, with each other mm-hmm. valerie is telling him that she's working with the homecoming committee to do this heist which she's excited about and she mentions you know same time same place tomorrow for our hookup Hook up. and dylan is worried that they're falling into a rut that they're just doing you know the same thing and or, or that she's starting to have expectations that he's not done yeah. with getting getting too close she brings up brenda says like oh you were really in love with brenda which doesn't really have anything to do no it's a non sequitur and he's like it was a long time ago 
She's like, yeah. what about Kelly? And he's like, you want to know everything. I thought it was supposed to look like he was just laying there with a blanket wrapped around, like naked with a yeah. blanket wrapped around him, but he's definitely wearing boxers. Mm. So I don't know if that was Sorry. like on purpose or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying like, I thought that was a, a mess up by the, oh, by the, that you saw. Uh-huh. Yeah. That we saw his boxers. I see. So, yeah. So he, he tells her, don't go falling in love. And she says, well, I'm not looking for love. Yeah. And then they go back to kissing. They're going to do it again. Post shower. Bad idea. I know. You bad just idea. got cleaned up. That's going to waste so much time. <laughs> then you have to take another you shower. You have to take another shower. <laughs> okay. At this reception for the president, he and the chancellor are telling some story about something. Finding water. I mean, it seems like these these two men and like these two families were just like these lifelong family friends. And then this guy became the president of a made up Asian country and asked Chancellor Arnold to come over there and just fix economy. <laughs> come fix yeah. economy. Come fix the economy. <laughs> and then he did. It's and that easy. You can just call still... in an economy expert. Now they're still best friends. And I don't know. Yeah. I just have trouble picturing like a foreign head of state coming to America and just staying at his pal's house. I, I just, I don't know. It seems crazy to me. Well, it's what's happening. You're right. You're right. As he's telling this story, his, one of his um, security detail comes mm-hmm. up and says that there's a demonstration outside. So they want him to go upstairs yeah. where it would be safer. And he says he's feeling tired anyway. So he's going to retire for the evening. And then Brandon and Claire look out the window and see the human rights international people are Mm -hmm. outside with signs and they're shouting. I forget what they're shouting, but they're shouting something, something about death, the president and death, something about not death to the president that he caused, he causes death. So at the student union afterwards, Claire and Brandon are getting coffee and kind of, you know, talking about the situation and Ben and Kay approach. They are upset Mm -hmm about the whole situation, but especially more upset when they find out that Brandon and Claire were actually at the party that they well, were just yeah. picketing. They say to Brandon, they're like, you know, you really should have been there last night with us. And he was like, I was there inside at the party. Just like, <laughs> what? Why? Like, why are you rubbing it in their face when you haven't even like looked at a newspaper or something? I just <laughs> really don't understand him in this episode. Yeah. So their their point here is you're either with us or against us. And Brandon says, well, I need proof before I can make a decision either way. And it's and the Kay responsibility says, of I will, others. <laughs> Kay says, I will get you proof. Well, they give him they give him some sort of research. Mm-hmm. They give him like a booklet of research yeah. as well. But she's going to get him even more proof. Yeah. So put it Very in convenient that. proof, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At Kelly Donna Claire's, Kelly is making brownies. We'll find out what the brownies are for later. <laughs> Donna is on the phone with making plans with Ray, who she's going to go out with the next day. Probably a really Kelly, fun date, I would say. Yeah, probably. The most fun she's ever had. Mm-hmm. Kelly re- reminds her, you're supposed to be stealing the mascot with us tomorrow. Yeah. And she says, oh, well, we'll do our date first and then I'll be there, I promise. Kelly also is warns her that you don't know this guy. He could yeah. be a serial killer. Yeah. He could murder you. Mm-hmm. You don't know him. And mm-hmm. Donna says, ah, 
It's fine. He came to the TV studio. Yeah, of course. <laughs> he stalked me at my job. He's fine. Interesting that Kelly is now finding it okay to to uh, see other people when she's when she's calling Griffin her boyfriend. Yeah, I and that was like the Kelly's whole thing like, with oh, David. This is a little bit of naughty of you. You know. Yeah, I mean, David was sleeping with someone else, so that's a, a yeah, whole other right, step. Right. But she is, you know. Yeah, they're like an official couple. I mean, I think clearly David and Donna were farther along in a in a relationship yeah. than Griffin and Donna are. But yeah, it's kind of funny that Donna's. I guess she's just not feeling it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. At the library, Andrea runs into Brandon, and he mentions to her all this stuff. Uh, from the report, he reads off a bunch of yeah. things that they say happened, terrible torture things. And Andrea kind of vouches for the student group, you know, because yeah. she's like, oh, yeah, they're great. And they're really, like, thorough and everything. Yeah. This scene felt like one of the most real Brandon Andrea scenes. Like, every once in a while, we get, like, a tiny little flash of it. And this happened here. And I'm just like, why don't we just do this? Just more. Why just does more Andrea of this. Have to either be, like, momming or being like, I'm so insecure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt that way who. too. I was. I even wrote down, ah, Audrey and <laughs> Brandon. It's a real scene. <laughs> At the Chancellor's, Claire and he calls. She calls him Nando, short for Fernando. Oh, so Claire and Nando Very are close. cooking, and they talk. They talk about her mom, and he says that she's you know as beautiful as her mom was. Mm-hmm. Brandon arrives. Uh, the bodyguard lets him in and tastes whatever they're cooking and says it tastes really good and and they have a little conversation about what is hard about being president because mm. he asked brandon what's so hard about being student yeah. body president mm. and he says it's it's hard not to be able to please everyone yeah and he agrees and he says a good leader has to have a thick skin and if you can't take the heat stay out of the kitchen mm-hmm. that's the end of that scene yep goodbye Brandon's just coming over to hang out <laughs> with the president of another country <laughs> yeah, and his course. friend, Claire. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Donna and Ray are in his truck on their date. And he asks her to put a cassette tape in the glove compartment and she opens it and there's a knife in the glove like compartment. A huge hunting knife. <laughs> it's a huge it's knife. Not, yeah. It's nothing little. Yeah. And she... It freaks her out. He doesn't see that it freaks her out. I feel like they're being, I, I think they don't even realize it, but I feel like they're being pretty like elitist here. They're like, oh, he works construction. He's definitely a skeevy murderer. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like, yeah. oh, we don't know this guy. It's like, I feel like it's because, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. There's just a couple, like some of the things Kelly said, I was like, whoa, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. So he asked her to close her eyes. He doesn't want to tell her where they're going. So she does close her eyes, and when she does, she sees Kelly's face telling her, he could be a mass yeah, yeah, murderer. Yeah, yeah. Like a fisheye lens on Kelly being yeah. like, you don't know him, Donna. <laughs> so she, when she opens her eyes, they are at the Pruitt family pumpkin patch. So stupid. So because stupid. Because all good dates make you work at their family's yes. business. <laughs> it's not even like, oh, we're going to go and like have cider and carve pumpkins. He's like... I promised my aunt Marsha or whatever it was <laughs> that uh, you and I. Would I have go... an aunt Marsha. Do you? Yeah. Uh, hello, Aunt Marsha. <laughs> uh, he's like, I, I promised her we'd go and like 
work all day. It's just like, this is so stupid. This can't be a date. This can't be your first date. Donna's down, though. She's like, okay. Stupid. Uh, And he grabs the knife out of the glove compartment to carve pumpkins with. Yeah. It is not a a pumpkin carving knife. First of all, it's not serrated, and everybody knows that's what you need when you're when you're carving a pumpkin. You don't need yes. an eight-inch hunting knife to carve a pumpkin. <laughs> God. Back on campus, Steve is very excited about the heist, telling that to Brandon, wants Brandon to maybe join in. But Brandon, Brandon's pretty busy, and they run into Kay, actually, who has brought uh, a, someone with her. His name is... Mon Yoto, I believe. Correct. That's his name. Nice. So they go. And I just just to point out, we have seen this character sort of throughout the episode. He's yes. been like in the background in the very beginning. That's super long. Um, he was the one like looking from the not from the bushes. He he was he's a gardener, yeah, so he was, he was like, in the bushes. Yeah, yeah. So you get a close up on him, and you have kind of like seen him throughout. So you sort of suspect that something yeah. is going on here. something's so, up with this guy so it's not it's been established not a total surprise yeah so they go into brandon's closet office and <laughs> she tells this story about his brother mon's brother yeah was a reporter in selenesia and was reporting some things that were against the government and so he got arrested and then they also arrested mon and tortured him basically until yeah. he signed a confession or signed a statement against his brother, which then led to his brother's death. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also takes off his shirt and has like tons of scars mm-hmm. f- from like beatings. From the torture, yeah. stuff. I thought this scene was very, was a dark that we have not seen on 90210. <laughs> it was. And it just, to me, it felt a little gratuitous because like, we're never going to see that character again. This is not, we're not establishing an ongoing thing. I just, I really don't understand why they felt they needed to do like, what if we have a leader of a foreign country who abuses people come and we have one of his abused citizens on campus. To me, this is just like such a weird swing to put it's weird. Brandon in like a test in his presidency. It just, especially because Brandon is not supposed to be fully yeah. president right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't get this at all, but. And what Brandon does has no effect really on his presidency. No. No. Just with him and this group. We'll get there. Mm -hmm. But anyway, Mm -hmm. so Brandon's on board now. They're like Quintero ordered this to be done to this person, you know, and Brandon's like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Back on the pumpkin farm, the pumpkin patch. There is a giant pumpkin in the back. Do you think that was supposed to look like a real pumpkin? Because it's it's as big as this room I'm oh sitting gosh. in right now. Wow. You don't you don't remember seeing it? I don't remember, but you've mentioned a lot about how small that room is you're sitting in, so I don't know. Hey, you're about to come and stay in this I know. room. I so know. I'm excited. You'll see how small it is when you get here. <laughs> Sometimes we have these episodes that are just off the rails. <laughs> and today, Kendra. <laughs> It is one of those days. <laughs> um, anyway, huge pumpkin in the background. Okay. Da- uh, Ray says Donna is a natural at carving pumpkins. Sure. She's been working. She's been working since she got there. Yeah. <laughs> carving pumpkins. Oh. Carving pumpkins is not like a fun 
activity. I don't understand. It's like you have to empty them out. Right. But like what I don't understand is why are they carving? Like who wants to buy a carved jack-o'-lantern? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they're yeah. not, she's not just like selling pumpkins. They're like, all right, carve this pumpkin for this family and then we'll sell it to them. Like what? Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> why is she like, why? I don't understand. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, why would that happen? <laughs> Get your pre-carved jack-o'-lanterns. <laughs> I'm crying. Okay. So he pulls her away from that. He wants to show her the petting zoo. But she says, oh, I have to go. I'm supposed to meet up with friends. And he convinces her Yeah, he's to like, stay. have you ever seen a baby goat? Yeah, and in her <laughs> defense, those baby goats were so cute. Yeah, they were cute. So that would have worked on me. Yeah. I've <laughs> yeah. like, I can hold this baby goat? All right, I'll stay. <laughs> it's funny because it, it does a shot of the petting zoo, and a little baby goat jumps on the back of another goat and then, like, clumsily <laughs> falls off. And you know so they were cute. just, like, they were shooting B-roll for, like, six hours being like, do something cute! Do it! <laughs> Well, it was worth it because that, it was I know. a really cute it shot. It was at least, a th- it was like three seconds max, but yeah. <laughs> at the keg house, the gang is there. They've got all their supplies, binoculars, brownies, t-shirts. Isn't someone wearing a wire? I think Valerie's wearing a wire. Yes, Valerie's wearing I a wire. Understand they that. also have this wooden contraption that we don't quite know mm-hmm. what it's for. Yeah. So they're waiting on Donna, but then they decide we're just going to, Go without Donna and Valerie can take her place. Yeah, I mean, she and Kelly are like best friends. So obviously they're going to work well together. Yeah. And Munce (laughs) picks up a brownie. He's like, are these safe to eat? And Steve's like, well, if you want the squirts all night, Mm -hmm. go for Mm -hmm. it. So they've laced the brownies. Oldest trick in the book. Yep. At the Walsh house, Brandon is telling Jim and Cindy about the lawsuit. Jim and Cindy. Yeah. They're, they exist. They do. They're a little confused, but Brandon tells them that no one can get close enough to this guy to serve him the lawsuits. They want Brandon to do it. Yeah. like a Can subpoena. a random college student serve someone? I think so. I think. Really? Yes, I anybody think, can serve anybody. I, think they, I mean, I'm sure there's some paperwork or something that you have to file, but I don't think it's out of the question that, that he could serve that that way. All right. But that is a huge, like it. Jim, Jim in particular is kind of like, this is a lot for you to take on. But I really feel like this is, uh, I mean, if this were legit, this is this is like a huge thing to happen. I don't think they give it the proper weight that it should. Have yeah. this random college student serve a subpoena to a head of a foreign state <laughs> to like hold him in the United States. I mean, geez. Yeah. That would be a huge, that would be like an international incident kind of huge. They're kind of <laughs> like, well... You do what you believe in, Brandon. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Brandon's Brandon's argument is he's just a student, but who toppled the Berlin Wall? Yeah. Students. Did it? is that true? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you would know. Sorry. You're more the history no, buff right. than I'm I sorry. am. I don't know. Uh so his mind is made up. And they're like, okay, go do what you gotta do. At the laundry mat, Andrea is what is what is that machine is it is she putting her is that the change machine yes okay it was just weird it like lays flat 
Yeah. And then you push it in. Yeah. It's not like the ones we have where it just like Yeah, sucks not like an in. auto feeder. Yeah. I thought it was she was trying to flatten it out so she could put it in the change she, thing. We, okay, so when she does this and she walks back over and has the whole conversation with the guy and then eventually you see that Hannah is there, I was like, oh my gosh, you left that baby alone for so yeah, long. Yeah, around the corner. You were so far away from this baby in this laundromat. It was a different time. I was very judgy. I got it very was... <laughs> parental judgy in that moment where I was like, that baby, anybody could have taken that baby. Mr. Butchin could have taken that baby for all you know. <laughs> It's a, it was a different time. I guess. So she goes and asks this guy for change. change. for a dollar, yeah. Yeah. And learns that he does give her change. Yes. And learns that he is a med student at UCLA. Yeah. Also doing laundry on a Friday night. Yes. And th- it's very flirty from the get-go. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's like, I usually guard my quarters, but I already did my last load. And then he doesn't take her dollar, but he gives her the quarters. And it's like yeah. a whole thing. Comes over and is all cute with Hannah. And he thinks that Andrea is Hannah's babysitter. Yeah, he's to Hannah, he's like, what's your babysitter's name? Yeah, and she's she does like, not oh, correct him. No, she does not. He does not. No, she does not. And we learned his his name is Peter. 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 <laughs> At the heist. This is a fun. I this is what I liked. I oh, liked the whole heist. I was in for the heist. Thing. Sure. Yeah. So Valerie and Kelly have on their yellow uh, Southern California yep. University shirts. They have their brownies. And they go to the guards who are guarding the bear and they're trying to get them to eat a brownie. Yeah. They make up this story, which is not well thought out. No. The first question, they're like, uh, I yeah. don't know. They're like, we just we just came from our meeting and brought you brownies. And they're like, what meeting? And Kelly's like, son of a bitch. They got us. <laughs> <laughs> She's like the alphas. And then it's like. They're like, oh, I know an alpha. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's our best friend. And then he's like, but my girlfriend's an alpha. And she said, we didn't have a meeting. It's it's like everything they say falls apart. Just give them the brownies. Well, Valerie, I know. Just be like, oh, hey, we're going to a party. But do you want a brownie? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It didn't have to be that complicated. No. But Valerie saves the day. She's like, oh, you caught us. We thought there was a meeting. So we made these brownies. And there is no meeting. So will you please just eat them so you you don't hurt our feelings? Mm -hmm. And Kelly is like looking at her like, wow, that was a really good lie, liar, 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 pants on fire. Not in a judgy way. She's not like, Kelly from last episode would have been like, yeah, I knew she was a liar. I knew she was a stone cold liar. And the two guys are like, well, the cook should have the first bite. And (laughs) Valerie's like, I lick so many bowls, I can't. And Kelly's like, I get hives if I eat brownies. And they're like, okay. And they eat the brownies. Yeah, they eat the brownies. Smooth move, X-Lax. I don't think a guy, I don't think a college guy would be like, oh, please, you eat a brownie no, first. I don't, I mean, They'd be like, oh, thanks, man. And they would eat the brownie. Unless they were suspicious, which these guys clearly were not suspicious. But were they? I don't know. <laughs> they kept asking him about the meeting and like, just eat the brownies. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. They eat the brownies. Back at the petting zoo, it's now full nighttime and Donna is still <laughs> yeah. there holding a goat. Yep. Yeah. Which again... I really don't blame her because yeah. that goat is adorable. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and very, very flirty with her and Ray. And she's like, oh, I missed my my thing with my friends. And he says, well, are you sorry? And she says, not really. And then they kiss. Mm-hmm. While holding they a do, goat. 
while holding the baby goat. Oh, Donna. Oh, Donna. Back at Kelly, Donna, Claire's, David and Claire are washing dishes. David thinks it's time that he meets the chancellor. Mm-hmm. He thinks it's time to meet dad. And he throws in a little like, I mean, he sure's met Brandon a lot. So a little mm-hmm. bit of that jealousy is there. Yeah. Brandon walks in and he is there to talk to Claire. Why he does this. I have no idea. I don't know. What what courtesy does he owe to Claire that he does this? And what does what good does it do? But he takes her outside and tells her what that he's gonna serve these papers, the you know, whatever. Subpoena. And Claire is obviously upset. She yeah. says, Does it not mean anything to you that this is our oldest family friend? <laughs> yeah, and she's like, If you if you serve those papers, then I will never speak to you again. Yeah, and he says, I guess we won't be speaking. Mm-hmm. Sorry about it. Back at Andrea's, Andrea arrives with the laundry and opens the door to Jesse with wine and candles. Yeah. He is, he's there for a night in. Seductively with wearing an open white dress shirt tucked into some acid wash jeans, <laughs> ready to just sweep her off her mom feet. <laughs> yeah. He's done all this. He takes Hannah and puts her to bed. And as he's doing that, Andrea pulls a piece of paper out of her pocket that has Peter's number on it. Andrea. What is everybody doing? (laughs) Andrea. Everyone's getting numbers from other people. It's too much. It is. But she throws it away. I thought she was going to burn it in the candle Mm. because there's a candle right there in the shot. Yeah. But she, she doesn't rip it up. Mm-mm. She doesn't scribble it out. No. She just puts it in the trash no. can and puts a piece of paper over it. Yeah, that should do it. That should be fine. <laughs> Back at the heist, Kelly and Valerie are still sitting and talking with these guys, and they they can't hold it anymore. The poops, the poops they've come. Got, they've got to go to the bathroom. They've got to go, old faithful. <laughs> yep. And so they both run in the bathroom. They're like, girls, can you please watch the bear? And Which they agreed to do. Mm-hmm. When they go in, Munts takes that wooden block that we saw before, and it is a door jam. Yeah, like so he fits over the knob and then overhangs the wall. So if they pull, it'll just jam into the wall. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they can't get out. But I can't think they're going to be bathroom. a while. I think they're going to yeah. be a while. <laughs> yeah. And the bear is on wheels. What the heck? So they just wheel the bear right out of there. On wheels. They made it so easy on for them. On a wheeled cart. Jeez. <laughs> Back at the Chancellor's. Well, Brandon arrives at the Chancellor's and he is expected. Oh, I hate this. And, <laughs> hate it. And he comes in, the Chancellor says, you should have involved Claire and the Chancellor's disappointed in him. And his, the Chancellor's reasoning is like, I, I was brought in to fix the economy and I had to turn my eye to some things for the greater good of fixing the country mm-hmm. kind of thing, which... Brandon doesn't uh, doesn't really agree with. Then uh, Quintero walks in. Very understanding. Yes. Oh yeah. He's he's very chill. I mean, he's basically like, look, Brandon, you can't make an omelet without torturing and murdering lots of people. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. But he lets Brandon serve him. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. That's the thing that's so frustrating to me about it. Because like, if there was any tension, like the subpoena was only like brought into play really late in the game. So then there was like some tension. Is Brandon going to like take this stand? 
But the guy is just like, don't you have something for me? And Brandon's like, yeah, fine, here you go. So Brandon doesn't even have to make the choice. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's all the wind comes right out of these sails where the guy is just like, yeah, I'm bad, but I accomplished good stuff too. Give me the subpoena. Get out of here, you rascal. I know. I, I mean, he still had to, like, go there, I guess. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's I a just... very anticlimactic incredibly to it incredibly yeah yeah and he tells brandon you know no hard feelings you had you did what you had to do just like i did what i had to do and it's exactly the same yeah same same stakes back at kelly donna claire's ray is dropping donna off and he says he's not gonna call her again Mm -mm. he's gonna wait to hear from her correct gives her a kiss goodbye Mm mm-hmm at the Walsh house, Valerie is getting ready to go out again. She says that she and Steve are going to go celebrate some more. But Cindy's like, Steve just left, actually. <laughs> and she says, oh, well, he had to go back to the keg house. But can I borrow your car? Yeah. <laughs> and Cindy's like, yeah. Here it is. Go for it. Borrow the car. She obviously doesn't go to Steve. She goes to Dylan's. And Dylan opens the door, won't let her in. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, it's not a good night. She doesn't understand. And he's like, you're a smart girl. Figure it out. And she looks around him and he's already got another girl in there. Yeah. What is he doing? I was a little surprised that she would give him the satisfaction of reacting strongly. Yeah. I feel like she would have been cool enough to be like, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Peace out. You know, but she's like, how dare you? But I guess it proved his point. Yeah. Which is probably why he did it. Oh, I'm sure that's why he did it. But it does sort of seem like when she is, like, just a complete, like, mischievous wild card, and she has all of the dirt on him, why his number one move would be to, like, tick her off. Like, it'd be one thing if he was just like, Papa needs some space. But he, he, like, purposely humiliates her. And it's just like, why? Because you know what she's going to do. Well, I hope she does. I hope she turns the tables. I truly don't remember, but I'm sure that she will. At... The Walsh House. Quintero, uh, they're they're watching the news, and Quintero has announced that he is stepping down as president mm-hmm. for health reasons. Yes, I guess maybe that's why we introduced that, so that he'd have a soft yeah. exit still. Yeah, and so Brandon says that by the time this lawsuit goes to court, he's probably going to have passed away, and that's why he was so cool with it. Yeah. So really... Always you know, for not. Yeah, always for not. I mean, I guess they are ho- trying to hold him accountable for it, but he yeah. won't be. Right, so. right. <laughs> and the the news also mentions that the mascot disappeared. Cut to the su- the student union. Kelly and Steve announce that they got the bear. They, they unveil it. it. It's it's wearing CU garb. I can't and remember if we said this, but the history everyone's excited. The history of the mascot stealing here, the only time it's ever happened before was like 30 years earlier, and it was Steve's dad who did it. So it's like a oh, family right. legacy, yes. and now Steve has done it. So this is another time where we get a lot of name drops for Rush, but we don't actually see him again. We still only see him in the Juice Balls golf episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, Griffin is all huggy with Donna. He really missed her. Mm-hmm. And she says, oh, I missed you too. And then they kiss. And then they kiss, yeah. Donna. Play in the field. Donna. Kelly and Valerie have a little aside where 
Kelly's like, oh, these boys, they're so competitive. And Valerie says, not like us, right? <laughs> but Kelly says, hey, we're going to make you an honorary alpha. Yeah, she's like, I've been too hard on you, sis. Let's, uh, let's everything's cool. All is forgiven. Weird. Claire has decided she's still going to talk to Brandon mm-hmm. because the chancellor and the other guy are still talking yeah. and he's still talking to Brandon. Everyone's still talking. Yeah. So almost like there was no stakes or any point to anything that happened over the preceding yeah, 45 minutes. Okay. Almost. Okay. The last little part, Brandon sees Mon, the gardener. Yes. And Mon thanks him for undeserved. Being- for being courageous like his brother and standing up uh, against this. I think that's really corny. Yeah. I think that's really like, I mean, I know it's like a fake country and all that, but like, you know, these situations happen and it just seems very like disrespectful to be like you as a college student went to your friend's house and almost did something (laughs) courageous, just like my brother who was murdered for like being an insurgent against a radical evil government. Same. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I thought that yeah. was really in poor taste. Agreed. Woo. That's the end of the episode. What's your verdict? Um, I think this is the the not best of the season so far. Yes. This is a like the other ones have all been pretty uh, yeah. on the same level. This one took a little dip. I would say, um, hands but down I, lo- I still, I loved all the stealing the mascot stuff. I agree. And you know, there's still more. We saw more with Dylan and Valerie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I liked all that. I just yeah. really this whole, you know, torture, murder, yeah. president stuff yeah. was random, and didn't mean anything. Mm-hmm going forward no stakes at all yeah i think yeah you know sometimes we'll have a bad episode and i'll like the whole time i'm watching this i'll be like oh this sucks this was not the case here like i didn't i enjoyed watching the episode it's just like i feel like objectively it's not a well-written episode you know what i mean like it just sort of is bad but it was bad in a way that's sort of like well that didn't really make sense not in like a when is this going to be over kind of bad you know yeah so mm-hmm. I didn't like it. I, I agree with you. But it's that the highlights were the heist and everything with the with Brandon yeah. was just. I mean, it down. still was. I still enjoyed watching it. Like I'm really right. enjoying this season. I agree. But it definitely took a, a dip in quality mm-hmm. for me. What's your nine or two and zero snap? I give it to. I give it to Ray and Donna kissing. Mm, okay. I think I've got to, I think I've got to go with the whole Dylan Valerie mystery naked woman scene oh, at the yeah. end. That's I feel like that's too. just a, that's a, that's a high drama moment. So yeah, I'm going to give it to you there. All right, Kendra. Yeah. So this was a bit of a stumble in an otherwise strong season. So hopefully we'll rebound next week with season five, episode seven. Who's zooming now until then, Kendra, where can people find you? They can find me online at MissMusebox91, and I have a website, MissMusebox.com, and I have a Etsy page, Miss Music Box Crafts. I also have another podcast, 90s Music Got Me Like, where each week we look at a different 90s song. This week we talked about Flagpole Sitta by mm. Harvey Danger. Huh. 
A song that everyone knows, but you don't know the name. Yes. Take a listen over there. All right. What about you, Nick? Well, normally you could find me on The Sindorian Life, and you still can. But this time around, I guest hosted a bonus episode of Previously on X-Men, filling in for my old friend Eric when we talked about that What If uh, Rogue Possessed the Power of Thor episode. And crazy stuff happens if Rogue possesses the powers of Thor. So you yeah, can, uh, you can, I can imagine that over it previously on X-Men this week. Does she still, she still has her rogue powers, but she also has Thor's powers. She does. Yeah. So oh. there's, there's a mixture of like as guardian lingo with y'alls. So it's a Excellent. good time. It's a good time. Excellent. Yep. All right, Kendra. Well, with that, I bid you a 9021. Here we go. And to you. Mm-hmm.